Hey everyone, and welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. Today on the podcast, we are celebrating 100 episodes of Work Friends, which is... Nutty. Yeah, we're a little bit speechless. And so for fun today, um, we have our friend Vivian David, who is coming back to join us on the podcast, and she's actually going to interview us. And we're going to reflect on our journey of 100 episodes. So play some badminton, eat a croissant, do whatever you need to do, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, girls. (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) The tables have turned. Yeah. Welcome to (laughs) Work Friends. Kind of weird. Thank you. I am the host and you girls are not. (laughs) (laughs) This is funny and kind of weird. Yeah, I can't decide if I'm like, wow, this is awesome or if I'm like, ooh, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's fun. By the end, you're going to be ready to never host again and mm. always be the guests. Right. <laughs> or the opposite. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so just to highlight that this is your 100th episode. Yeah. Which means how many years have you been? Like two and a half-ish, a little bit. Yeah. You're prolific yeah. recorders. Mm. We, we took a, a bit of a hiatus in the fall. While we were gearing up, but we've been pretty good other than a few like kind of seasons where we missed some weeks about mostly weekly recordings. So kind of fun. Even the chipmunks take a little break in the fall to stash some acorns away. So Mm -hmm. I suppose I would give you that grace. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So just for those of you who don't know, my name is Vivian. I've hijacked the podcast because I have enjoyed being your guest so much that mm. I wanted to have the joy of letting you girls be guests on your own show. Mm. You're still reserved about this, but don't worry, we will warm you up. <laughs> A few good icebreaker questions and we'll be rolling down the hill merrily. Yes, we love icebreaker <laughs> questions, so. And I came to know you girls through, how did I get to know you? You got to know me because we had a random mutual friend and you reached out to me. Yes. Oh, really? I love random mutual friends. Yeah. And I think you put a, like an all call out to like anyone have someone they want to talk about on a podcast and I just said yes. Oh, yeah. and we said who loves, who has a fun dead mentor and I was like I bet you Viv does and yes and there it was and our Mm -hmm. friendship has endured through all my poor recording equipment you have not given up on me no never never. (laughs) thank you for loving me well and deeply and all the other 98 people you've interviewed or however many (laughs) give or take a few yeah yeah Yeah. and we're going to jump into that a little bit later and talk about some of your favorite guests things that were notable wisdom because you girls are now the officially the wisest people in your age category after all the interviews and questions you've had right uh something like that (laughs) I don't know I guess we'll see (laughs) we've certainly received a lot of wisdom we maybe aren't the wisest people yet but we've certainly gained from other people's wisdom There's going to be skill testing questions at the end to make sure you've retained all the wisdom you've been entrusted with. Could you imagine work friends trivia? (laughs) That would be fun. Don't give me too many more ideas. (laughs) (laughs) So you girls have the wonderful habit of always starting off the show with some 
fun questions that you mm-hmm. ask your guests. So I thought I would have a couple questions to get to know you girls better because I think that there's actually a lot of cool secret things about you that we don't know yet. Mm. All right. Question number one. We'll start with easy, then we'll go all profound. Great. <laughs> what color makes you feel the most relaxed? Green. Green also. <gasps> Wow. Okay, give more yeah. detail. Which shade? Like anything a- like plants, like anything that makes me feel like I'm in a forest or like surrounded by houseplants, like things that feel naturey. Okay. I was going to say this exact same thing. <laughs> but I have to say, when I was at the mature age of 11, I painted my room lime green. Ooh, woof. And that was like not, I don't know, it was a phase. It was not relaxing, but I would say deep green. It was the spiritual formation of your early mm, young yeah. years. We can make that parallel. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay. What song plays the most often in your head on repeat? Like you don't notice it and it's playing. That's a good question. Usually it's something dumb, but a song. <laughs> right now I have hooked on a feeling stick in my head. Mm, Could you just know, sing if- us one line of that? No, it's officially going to be there for one more week. Sure. (laughs) All right, Ainsley. (laughs) Song on repeat. Could just be this week. This week. I mean, okay, one song (laughs) that I listen to often that also comes into my head a lot that then also applies to those situations is Antihero by Taylor Swift, which is the like, it's me. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Because then I also just in, in other situations, I have opportunities to um, say that. So I don't know. Taylor Swift is in my head a lot. Um, it's not very. But you're not going to sing us a phrase of it. It's just it's a personal thing. Mm. Well, I guess I kind of did, but keep yeah. Keep it in your heart. I guess. <laughs> yeah, keep it in my heart. <laughs> we don't want it all stuck in our heads. <laughs> all right. Do you want one more yeah. question? Are you you're having fun? Yeah. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. Earliest memory you hold clearly. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, she knows. Oh, she knows. <laughs> you go first. Ains. I do, and it's not the most positive memory. Well, not positive, but like, don't worry, um, I'm not a psychotherapist. It, it doesn't reflect. It doesn't it. reflect that. Uh, okay, people, other people might. Okay, so uh, this is in my the first house I remember living in. We lived there from the time I was like one ish to five ish, and sometime in that time, I don't remember when. Um, we, my sister and I, she's one year older than me. We used to collect those like China dolls, like the. Um, oh, and yeah. all, all different ones. And my grandparents, whenever they would travel somewhere and every time my family would travel somewhere, we would get a China doll to like, we'd all different ones. And so, um, we, we, my sister and I both had quite a little collection when we were, you know, four or five, however old we were. And this will also highlight the difference between me and my sisters. Like I was always very careful with mine. Like I kept them in a box most of the time. Um, we would take them out to play, but I was always pretty careful with them. Uh, and my sister is a little on the clumsier side, but she also didn't have a problem taking my dolls out to play with them instead of her own. And so she had broken a couple on, on accident, like not on purpose, but on accident. And I was just so frustrated because I was like, if you want to be, 
irresponsible, like do it with your own dolls. But she wrecked a few of mine on accident. So Ainsley, um, again, let's clarify. I'm young at the time. My earliest memory. (laughs) I took her favorite one, which was um, we, there's a place called like Jamestown in Virginia and they have the whole like Pocahontas. You learn about all the um, indigenous people and stuff like that. And she had like a Pocahontas China doll. And we had this little ledge on our porch in the front of our house. And I like threw it over the edge into the garden. <laughs> and then I went to my sister and I said, Courtney, I'm so sorry. I was playing with your doll and I accidentally dropped it and it fell and now it's broken. And I had like thrown it over the edge and then lied to her about it. And I was probably like 20 something before I finally was like, I've been harboring this secret for my whole life, Courtney. But I didn't accidentally break your doll. I threw it over the ledge. Um, so for listeners out there who have like an unconfessed <laughs> sin against their sibling, don't let 16 years go by. You don't fess up. Call them right now. Pause the podcast and Stop. go to your sibling right now and make it right. It's super free. And you know what? She was totally chill about it 20 years later, whatever it was. Right. Um, yeah. So that's my... <laughs> That's my earliest memory. Wow. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Mine is not that. Uh, (laughs) I think one of my earliest memories is uh, my dad was a long haul truck driver. So he would be gone for like good chunks of time. And my sister and I were playing in our little kiddie pool and we had the same swimsuit, but in different colors as was all of our clothing, basically. Right. Um, But they had like little fun telephone doodle thing on them and we pretended to call our dad on the phone in our little little kiddie pool in our backyard oh yeah i think that's that's what i was yeah i don't think my youngest sister was born so it was yeah maybe i was one or two two yeah that's That's an early memory Mm. yeah yeah i think that's it calling my dad pretending to call my dad yeah that's a sweet one Oh, that's a nice way to Aww. end it compared to Ainsley. <laughs> we balance each other out, right? Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay, light and easy. Best accent you can hold. Ooh. <laughs> well, I feel like the only one I could even attempt is, like, you're asking the best accent that we could do? Well, I could do... For more than, like, one word. Well, <laughs> As soon as I, I feel like in a low pressure situation, I, I could, I can't, but trying to think about doing it with all this pressure is really bad. I tried to do, I was in a murder mystery party thing this weekend and, um, our family was, uh, a rich Italian family and the other girl who played my sister held like a, like a New York-ish Boston, like, you know, Italian from, yeah. New York City, like the whole time she did it, (laughs) and I could not. I was like, I would like say one thing. All I could say was, "Um, "I'm walking here." (laughs) Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna have to. We may have to use some of these questions. This is a good one. It's yeah. I. um, So which accent can I hold? Um, So oh, I could do a Valley Girl accent for a long time because some people say I already sound a little Valley Girl esque. So. 
you know, just amplify it. Totally. A it comes, <laughs> it comes naturally to me, and I just sort of roll with it, and like. That's okay. That's I'm done now. Jennifer, it's your turn. Viv <laughs> <laughs> um, is getting so much joy out of yeah. this. Having fun this here. It's yes. a little weird for me. Uh, I would say a Mennonite accent <laughs> is like because my family. That's my family. I'm sorry, right? that's an accent. I, d- I wasn't aware yes, that is an accent. You okay. are now. I feel huh. weird though saying things with it because I'm like that's how like I have a lot of family members who talk like that, and I think right. it's cool, you know. Um, However, all like, the Valley girls that are listening just got offended by Ainsley. So, I, know. I mean, you know. <laughs> but, like, for example, like my grandparents would, my, like, my full name is Jennifer, but they would call me Jennifer, right? Ah. So it's just like a different emphasis on the R's and the J's or like hmm. CH's and stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, I can okay. do, yeah. Yeah, that's me. That's so interesting. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, girls, for letting us into your inside world where mm. Taylor Swift is prancing around with Valley Girls and mm-hmm. you are throwing Pocahontas dolls <laughs> over the <laughs> over the porch. <laughs> How have these things formed you over the years, Hainsley? Oh, no. Yes. This is not reflecting well on me. I'm just going to have to roll with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have the the Mennonite girl telephoning her dad using her bathing suit technology. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It means nothing. It all means nothing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to the show. Um, It's our 100th episode. Woo! Super exciting. Mm -hmm. Very, very thrilling. And some people I'm sure have hopped on the bandwagon later on and and are not those kind of people who go back and like start at episode one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about what what you set out to do. It's called Work Friends. Mm -hmm. So where'd the name come from? And what are you aiming to do with that? Mm-hmm. You tell the, you tell the story, and then I'll talk about why we do what we do. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so in two thousand and nineteen, yeah, it was. We took a group of students to South Africa, and so we have. Uh, there's a couple over there who also work for YFC who are satellites been connected with for many many years. So we took a group of students going over there, asking them how we can serve best, um, serve them best. And so it was really cool. We got to do a lot of neat things. But one of the things that EJ does, who's actually also on the podcast, was Mm -hmm. a radio program. And so it was really cool. Different students got to um, go on this radio program. And Ainsley and I were sitting with our friend Bryce, who was also on the trip. And we were just kind of joking around. Bryce is like, guys, how funny would it be if you guys had a podcast? And we're like, "Ah, so ridiculous and funny. And then when we got home, we're like, huh, we really do feel the gap of like, we only have so much time in a week. And there's so many people that like we aren't able to meet with both like in our ministry and personal lives and whatever else. And we also have the gift of being in proximity with a lot of amazing people, whether that people who are older than us and have gone before us and just like so generous with their wisdom and knowledge. Um, And so we're like, maybe this whole podcast thing isn't a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time in prayer. Um, A lot of time we asked a couple of key people to like pray with us about if this is something that we, God actually is inviting us into. And then I think the confirmation came when our supervisor, uh, Kevin was like, huh, I wonder if there's some, like, I forget how he described it. Like, I don't know, like some, like, uh, yeah. Like, can we create like online content or something like that? I'm like, 
Well, let me tell you, <laughs> we actually been thinking and praying about this for a long time. Um, so that's like ever how- since I've been a mini child, I've been telephoning people through my bathing suit. <laughs> Communication is what I do. Let's I've been make born this to real. do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so the name Work Friends came from, we worked with a youth pastor who made a comment to Ainsley and I of saying like, you guys aren't actually real friends. You guys are just work friends. And we're like, uh, uh. We actually are real friends and we're much closer now than we were back then when he made that comment. But and it was just like a funny thing. We're like, we're not just work friends. It actually bonded us as better friends because out of stubbornness, mm-hmm. we were like, we are real friends and we will prove it. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we're nothing came like to be. a threat to make you really realize what you care about. Yes, yes I do. don't take that from me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how work friends, uh, yeah, came to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did I miss anything? No, I think that that's pretty much everything. It was like probably almost a year and a half from the time that we, or maybe not quite a year and a half, but a year and a few months before we actually like released ever an episode from the first time that we talked about it. And that was during COVID and like the first year of COVID when things mm-hmm. were crazy. And it's kind of funny because people thought that it was like, a, oh, you did this because of COVID. But actually, we'd been thinking right. about it for such a long time. And so it was kind of cool to see how just like through all that, COVID created a huge window where we were looking for creative ways that were life-giving to do yeah. what we do. And so it, it honestly, it just worked out super well. And I think our, Jenna and I both have this thing where we really felt this like resisting urge that we did not want to come across as like the people that are like, A, we just want to start a podcast because we like the sound of our own voice or we have nothing better to do or to communicate (laughs) somehow that like we think we know so much. And so we just want to like tell you because that's like just not Jen and I's personality at all is to think that we know everything. We're much more of like a, we need to know many more things. And so from the get go, our heart was we, we, love that because of the kind of work we do, I feel like we get to listen to the voices of people that others don't get to. Whether that's like people at YFC, like there's people that are like incredible, incredible leaders that we work with that we get to learn from. And it was like, how cool would it be if we could actually like invite people into the conversation? So we always say that that is like our heart is like, We are sitting, having a coffee, chatting about good things, chatting about God, chatting about his faithfulness, um, asking leaders why they do what they do, all of these things, asking people who are um, normal, everyday Jesus followers, why they do what they do, what God has done in their life. And it's like, what if we just put a microphone in that conversation so that other people could learn from the wisdom that we already get to learn from? Um, And so that's just been our sort of vision from the beginning is like, let's invite other people to listen to the people that we respect and love and know. And we kind of said from the beginning, if, if 10 people listen, like, I don't, I, I mean, I, I do actually get to talk to quite a few people in the week because of the nature of my job. But I was like, if I got the chance to have a meaningful, encouraging conversation with 10 people in one day, that's a big deal. Like, that's a yeah. lot of encouragement right. to have. And so rather than have these, like, extravagant dreams of, like, I hope that hundreds of people listen to our podcast, it was like, if 10 people listen, like, that is, like, a great way to encourage people. And so we kind of just said we're not going to let the numbers sort of dictate whether we do this or not, let's just try it out and 
hope that it encourages people and just offered that to God to say, you use this and um, keep us in a humble spirit where we're just seeking to listen to people. And I think we've done that. I think so. (laughs) You've got people listening from all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. So tell us, how do people find out about you, do you think? I mean, it's hard to know, but how do people find out about the podcast? Usually through YFC, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my best guess is that Tim Coles and Brett Andrews like to tell people about us. So probably a lot of people there. And also, I think just people share it with their people. So if someone's right. been on the show, like we had a wonderful lady named Helen Bacon on, who is a lady from my church who was a missionary for many, many years and grew up as a missionary. And after she was on, um, she didn't actually know what a podcast was until I asked her to be on it. Uh, <laughs> and, but she like, because she has all these it. connections around the world. So she shared it with different friends and family members from wherever. And so then people kind of heard about it through that. So yeah, mm-hmm. friends sharing that kind of stuff. A lot of word of mouth. Super interesting. So I remember meeting with you girls before and you were telling me this cool phenomenon was happening where themes were emerging. Like you were talking to different guests, but noticing that kind of like a similar movement was happening within them. Curious Mm. to know what are some of the themes you've noticed emerging? And two, what do you think that means that different people are having similar types of stuff gurgling up in their lives? Mm. I think the first thing that stands out to me is we've had a lot of people be really like brave and vulnerable talking about brutal things, like just really, really hard seasons of their life. And yet this theme of God's faithfulness keeps emerging and bubbling up, which for me anyways, being on like just asking questions and sitting and listening in these spaces, it's like, yeah, it was like a 30,000 foot view of seeing God a little bit with clear vision, kind of like when you're up the optometrist and they're like one or two are not much difference. It's mm. like one is a lot clearer, you know, like it was almost like seeing, seeing God's kingdom and the body of Christ with clear vision by hearing people's stories of what mm-hmm. they've been through and how they've were, uh, yeah, like how they've learned to surrender to Christ in a lot of different, whether that's like for them as a parent, for them in ministry, um, things that they did, things that happened to them. Like God's faithfulness has been a huge theme for me anyways, which is a bit, again, such a gift. These people, like a lot of them don't know each other. So it's just been such a gift to sit in this posture of just like listening and learning. It's like, wow, God, you're so good. Mm-hmm. And the good and the ugly and the brutal, like you are making all things new. Yeah. Yeah, I think that exactly like the the suffering piece and how transformative wilderness and hard seasons can be. Um, and I think even in those stories, whether we've had, because we've had people on that are like full-time pastors or missionaries or whatever. Um, and we've had people that are... Um, just doing non-vocational ministry and representing Jesus in their everyday. And I think in all of those stories, um, they have just uplifted uplifted God to say, like, God has actually done a thing in my life and used me in these things that are ordinary. And I think then that's been really cool. And there's been other people that have thought, like, wow, like, God actually wants to do something in my life regardless of what position I've been in. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think people have really 
done a good job of highlighting like, um, and it's funny because Tim Cole said this and then we had a guest recently who said that it was one of the most impactful things for him saying like, I want people to know that God was faithful to me, mm. like that God was faithful to me. And I think that's that idea of faithfulness is just like, um, it, it really highlights just how good God is and how true God is. Um, not like how, how I navigated troublesome waters or whatever, but just how God really served them in those times. And I think that that, you know, if you talk about like, why do you think that is and why it's such a big deal or why it matters or why it's such a theme in people's lives. Like we live in a world where people believe a lot of untrue things about God Mm -hmm. or where we have represented a lot of untrue things about God. And, and I think that when we hear stories, it's just like, we actually see in full clarity and in full truth who God actually is and what his faithfulness looks like and how he is remaining true and gracious and steadfast in the midst of things. So it's Mm -hmm. almost kind of been like seeing this landscape and like Ebenezer monuments and rocks of Mm -hmm. just like, this is when God's been faithful and this is, and this is a reminder of like, I kind of see work friends as being that like, Mm -hmm. as we think and reflect on like, this is the hundredth episode, like as we kind of, Right. look at all these episodes as a whole it kind of is like that yeah just moments to be like this is when God was faithful and it was really hard mm. yeah and I, I appreciate that I love that what you girls are noticing is this theme because I think that it's easy if we heard just one story of someone overcoming a trial you'd be like oh but that was just one person and then it was someone else who's going through suffering and then you'd go oh God was extra good there but mm. to go like Time and again and time and again and time and again, people are going through tough things and God shows up. And when people choose to stay present to the challenges Mm -hmm. and meet God in them, he never leaves them stuck in that valley. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. And we need you girls to like connect the dots for us and sort of to highlight things that (laughs) are common themes because... Not everybody gets to talk to this amount of people every day to remind them of the variety of challenges that could come their way so that when you see it, you're like, I recognize that. That's kind of a reminds Mm. me of that other challenge that someone else went through. So that's a great gift. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's just kind of like when you like are reflecting on it, it's like, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's so many like little small details that go with, I mean, like we have a whiteboard right behind us with like next season, <laughs> dreaming ideas, all okay. these other small details. It's like, well, when you zoom out, this is freaking cool. I mean, this is what we pray for, mm-hmm. right? Like we really do pray that this is a vehicle where people are encouraged and challenged and that they take a step closer to Jesus, really, yeah. like for God, for this to be an act of worship to God. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, when you're looking out at the stars, they're like, people don't really do astronomy so much anymore. But, you know, before there was electricity and we had all this light pollution, everyone knew about constellations. And if you like connect these stars, it makes a bear. And if you connect these ones, it makes the Big Dipper. And, you know, there were all these different constellations that people knew. And you could use this one star and you could connect it this way or that way. And I think mm. it's really neat to say the power that, that, 
the storyteller has in reminding us of the common themes that they're noticing mm. really does help us to see a picture that we wouldn't otherwise see. Mm. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious to know about curiosity because I'm a very curious person too and I like lots of questions. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can tell us if you've noticed something in yourselves become more curious or learning to like outside of podcast time, mm. if you found yourselves just more having more questions about life or being more wonder filled. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Do you want to go? Yeah. I mean, yes. And I think if I could think about what it looks like outside of the podcasting world, something that uh, I have sort of seen in myself is I think sometimes we're uncomfortable until you do it enough to ask people about the hard things. And a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people are actually willing to talk about the the sort of elephants in the room, if you will. Um, and I think I am curious to hear about like how people got through those things or to to ask them about this. Like I think about we have one friend who eventually did come on the podcast, but it took a while for them to be ready to do that. Um, but, you know, they talked about listening and they would come back every week and be like, oh, like I loved this about that episode or whatever. And, you know, we actually got to like have those curious conversations with him. And eventually we were able to have them with a microphone in front. But I think too, it's just like, well, we want to know like, what does this mean in your life? Um, and I think, yeah, for me, it probably relates a lot to actually asking about the hard things and what did it look like to go through that season of hardship and how did God pull you through that? And, um, and I think too, because we have tried to interview all kinds of different people, um, you, you really realize that like everybody has a story. Um, so many of our guests came out of that. Like I think of, um, we were in a car, it was me, Jen, and these, and these two people, And because we were talking about this, we ended up having such a rich, wonderful conversation about how they both were like, here's my story. And I think about this and I realize this. And they both started to share these Mm. things. And you're like, wow, like we actually are surrounded by people that have amazing things to share and amazing thoughts. And to I just I just like want to give people an opportunity to share that if they're open and wanting to. and I think that like you find this gold you never knew existed in people, like just because you mm. never thought to ask. I'm a, I may be more of a talker than an asker. And I think I've learned better and better as I grow uh, that there's just so much goodness to hear from other people. Okay. Mm. Before, before Jen answers, Ainsley, it sounds like you are saying to the average listener that they all within themselves have the power of being a secret host of an amazing conversation at any moment if they will simply ask. Yes. Yes, I am Boom. saying that. Mm. All the power to you listeners. <laughs> but seriously, in all mm-hmm. seriousness, it does sound like you're discovering that a lot of things that you thought were maybe taboo to ask about or you didn't know how to get into them. Yeah, literally. Like, and we, we've had conversations about that. Like it on the podcast, like, it's actually okay to ask people about their life, especially like it's probably way harder for us to do it because we're asking people to share it while we share it with others. Um, but the people in your life that know and love you probably have wonderful things to share that you will a get to love them more and hear things about them and b 
will give um, them an opportunity to share about the things that they have. It's like a win-win for both of you in that conversation, I think. I'm going to go to Jen in just a minute, but this is making me think of that verse, ask and... You will receive. Yeah. Seek and you'll find. Mm. Knock yes. and the door will be open. So I'm, I I think there's something that you're discovering about mm. a kingdom principle, about discovering mysteries that people probably do want to talk about, but mm. always it's not, they're not sure how to get into. So yeah. the power of asking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's good stuff. Yay okay, for learning. Jen, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jen, how about you? What are you learning? Mine sounds very similar to yours. I would, I would say like there's something that you can learn from everyone. I think I've grown in having a posture of learning and listening more. I think uh, depending on the context, I think I'm a good listener and maybe tend to lean more towards that than I can be chatty too. Um, But I think I've grown in this posture of understanding that there's actually something, there's pieces that I can learn from everyone, Mm -hmm. regardless of their background, regardless of what they believe. So I think staying curious has been a really good thing for me personally, but also in ministry too. I think Mm -hmm. I ask better questions. Uh, I think I am more aware in giving people permission to share however much or little that they want, Um, but creating spaces of safety and honesty. Um, Yeah, and understanding, like, I mean, we've said this, I don't know how many times, not all conversations are meant to be recorded. Um, It's not for for our selfish gain, right? Um, I think it's a really beautiful thing when we share our, I mean, again, pieces of scripture that talk about to um, mourn with those who mourn, right? And rejoice right. with those who rejoice. Like, I think it's been a really beautiful thing of seeing that mm. in different in a different context. Mm. So can you just tell me, you, you talked about good questions and bad questions. Give me an example of what you've discovered is a bad question versus better questions. I think open-ended questions are better questions to ask than... Like, how are you doing? Good. <laughs> Tell me how you've been doing lately. Yeah. Well, Yeah. blah, 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 blah. Mm. <laughs> I think even making that switch of asking like open-ended questions makes uh, gives people permission to take the question however they want. Mm. I wonder, you sh- I know you're not parents, but <laughs> this would be great. Great parenting skills here. Right? <laughs> Questions that people actually want to answer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it is get like, like for us, like I write up a lot of the, we call them scripts, but really like a list of questions that we send people so that they can feel as prepared or like some people open the questions right when we hit record, right? Other people write out their answers and all is good. Um, but I, I think the process over the last two and a half years has allowed me to like think a little deeper beyond just the like beyond the questions that you asked me beyond the surface like so it's been really good it's been refining in that way yeah and I'm stretching you beyond your limits by not even have providing you with a script for this yeah this is good for me this is good for me (laughs) that is one thing that Jen has grown in a lot like at the very beginning I'm more comfortable with maybe it was just because of the types of things I did at camp or what I don't know as a person many 
I think reasons why it could be. I'm like pretty comfortable just like kind of going and like saying my own thing, asking my own thing. When we do our intros and stuff, I'll just kind of make it up. Um, at the beginning, Jen was like, I read the questions. And now I feel like you ask like, I mean, and it's funny because in real life, you ask lots of good follow up questions and all those things. But when we would record, she would stick to the plan. And now I think that we both have, but especially you have found more freedom in just saying like, we're just going to ask questions and be wild and go off script. I may be a bit of a perfectionist, but <laughs> yeah. So it's been good refining in that way too. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to have it all together and I don't have it all together. Mm. That's wonderful. Okay. So can you speak, this leads me into speaking about silence, mm. which is kind of an awkward thing. Tell me a little bit about leaving space for people and what you've noticed happens when you just hesitate to ask the next question right away or what happens in silence and what does it do for you? And what do you notice it does for people you're asking the question to? Mm. Uh, I remember when we were at Aero, somebody asked me what has been the best sort of skill you've learned that you will you take into interviewing. And I always say not filling the gaps, like not filling in the silence. And I'm a, like in, in real life, I am recovering <laughs> from filling in the gaps. Like, like I said in real life. Yes. Literally. I like love outside this. Of, I love, outside, I can't wait to see you girls in real life. <laughs> in, in the non podcasting world, like I definitely was one of those people growing up that did not like the awkward silences. Um, but yeah, in podcasting, I've noticed that when you, um, allow, to just sit in, in the pauses. And sometimes we edit them out in the final product and sometimes we don't, depending. But it makes people, it gives them the opportunity to actually share a little bit more. Like I think naturally then they will come back and share more. Um, and I think it just allows for the reality that sometimes you can take a moment, whether that's to honor what's been said, whether that's to take a minute just to collect, whether that's just to, to breathe. Um, when we recorded with Brett Andrews, um, the very first time he got quite emotional and we just sort of sat in that emotion for a little bit. And a few years ago, that would have been different for me. Um, it would have been uncomfortable for me. Mm. I've talked about already like silence in general is not mm. my comfort zone. Mm. And, and we just allowed him to have his moments to share more or to sit in that. And just, we didn't make it a thing where we all tend to be like, oh shoot, we need to pivot because he's emotional or this or that. And he actually right. had people come and tell him, I so appreciated that they allowed for the silence. I think it was really good. And that was like a lesson to me, I think, um, not only personally, that I think silence, silence is good guys. Um, mm. But also just to, to allow silence to be part of our conversations in general. Like we think that conversations need to be talk, 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 talk. And there's like actually... Wow, guys, I can't believe I'm saying this. A beauty in silence in wow. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. My parents, dad, when you listen to this, you're going to be like, took her 25 years, but finally she learned. <laughs> 100 episodes later. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And a special shout out to Brad An Brett Andrews, who is my boss. Yeah. And yeah. I love him a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, if you're listening right now, Brett, love you a lot. And I, I think I especially love that Brett is a person who lets emotion mm -hmm. be part of his leadership. So, yeah. 
Okay, end of infomercial for Brett Andrews. <laughs> and back to <laughs> Jen, what have you discovered about pauses and how it opens up space and what it does with you in yourself? Yeah, I think it's been really good to practice presence. Uh, and I would echo what Ainsley said, like you can actually sit in the uncomfortable. Like I think, yeah, there is a really beautiful thing that happens when you are just like, even if it's like over a screen or like right now we're not in person, right? But like being able to just sit and be together, I think is a really beautiful gift that is easy to bypass and that I often bypass just because I'm like, I'm uncomfortable or mm-hmm. like I'm getting emotional and I just want to like continue on. But there's a really... Yeah, I think recognizing those things in ourselves, recognizing the space or maybe what the other person needs is really cool. It's grown self-awareness in me and just awareness in how how do we live life and do life with people well. And I think it's creating those spaces because we're so our society is so fast, right? Mm. Even when it comes to that. But I think practicing presence is a really, yeah, has been a big thing for me. I don't want to say something you haven't said in your mouth. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just curious if if you're also sort of saying that by being comfortable with silence, you're being freed from your own fears and anxieties and actually able to be more present with people and what they're going through because you're not stuck in your own experience of wanting Mm. to ease that pain. Yes. Yeah. And I think even too, like in my relationship with God, I've learned to sit in those spaces. Like I think I'm more as I've practiced being, I mean, like Ainsley and I asked the questions here, right? So in those spaces where it's like, you can actually just sit and be, I've learned to do that with God, which is freaking Mm. hard. Ooh, and squirmy. Um, but it's been a really beautiful thing knowing that I am a, like I'm a recipient of God's grace and kindness and love and his mm. ear, listening ear. Mm. So that's been really cool too. And really transfer yeah, transformational for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay for growth. <laughs> so that's making me curious. I'm wondering, because you're talking, Jen, about your sort of how you're taking this time with people and it's shaping your time with God. Mm -hmm. So can we turn that way and give our attention to what would you say has developed in your picture of God that maybe wasn't there before? How do you have a a more full idea of God or some new colors have emerged? Because you're meeting all of his little faces, all of his little people. Mm -hmm. And now you're building a more dynamic, a more like comprehensive view of God, what would you say is, is something that you've noticed shift within your picture of God? What a good question, Viv. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Hard. Um, I think if I could sum it up, it's been, I understand and know in a new way that he's present with me. And it's something that I've heard since I was young, right? Like, God is with us, Emmanuel, God with us, right? (laughs) Um, But I think I understand in a new way, in a new depth, that he actually is with me. Hmm. Um, I think by seeing the theme of faithfulness in other people's lives um, Hmm. and looking at my own life and seeing his faithfulness in my life, but also just like his care for me. I think my personality type... um, 
is uh, like the helper, you know, like being very aware of other people's needs, um, very emotionally in tune with people's needs. And uh, Enneagram two <laughs> with a high uh, wing one and a high three, but very high one. Um, but yeah, it's made me realize it's like, Jen, like I actually meet every single need that you have and it's actually not about you. Um, mm. Like it's not about you fulfilling X, Y, Z, like needs in this person's life. Um, you're a recipient of my grace and love. And so I think, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question exactly, but I think that's yes. been the way that, yeah, my view of him has become, has been painted with brighter colors mm. that I can mm-hmm. see him a little bit more mm-hmm. clearly. And I'm not uncomfortable to sit in that space. Yeah. I think those are my thoughts. I'll probably come away from this and like drive <laughs> home. I'm like, ah, this is another thing yeah. or like, ah, I would mm. say this, but yeah, that's the answer. That's for great. Now. Yeah. Mm. Sitting in the incomplete. That's how I would say it. Mm. It's okay to sit in the incomplete. Mm. Yeah. Your turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I could say a lot of things, but if I, if I parallel sort of what God has been teaching me and how there's pieces of this journey that have really aligned well with that, I think that something that's been a journey, particularly over the last, say, eight months for me has just been this like realization of how I struggle sometimes to accept the intimacy of God and the grace of God and the love of God and the identity as a daughter for myself, for other people. So easy. Hmm. I like, so desire that for other people. Um, but to really feel like God is like, no, like you are my daughter and I stop to see you and I stop to care for you, um, has been really, I mean, clearly, um, transformative. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something I've seen so much in this journey in people's stories and my own experiences of them is just how intimately God cares. Mm. Um, and, and it's kind of funny because Parts of my story, I I haven't felt like comfortable sharing on the podcast platform because they tie really closely to other people's stories, and I don't want to share things that aren't mine to share. Um, and so I've I found it like personally, Jenna. I've talked about this. Like it, it will sit and will have an interview with me, and I'm just like I just can't go there all the time with certain things. Um, but I remember there was one episode. And the girl was sharing with us, and we didn't know her super duper well, and she's sharing her story. And I kid you not, like the entire time that she was speaking, I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And afterwards, I was like, Jen, I can't believe I got through that without crying. Like I felt so much like not like all the details were exactly the same, but so many of the things she experienced were so intimately reflective of things I had been through and she got and I I sometimes wish I could share about the things that God has brought me through because it was so meaningful and powerful to me and I like I had a bit of a hard time knowing whether or not I could talk about those things um and here she is sharing about the faithfulness of God in these like broken situations that mirrored my own and I'm like 
God, like you care so deeply about Mm. these little things. Um, This is someone we met through the internet that we ended up randomly having come on. And here she is being able to speak so directly to myself and being reminded like, God, like you, you like actually are so infinitely working in ways that I literally can't imagine. Like we talk about more than we ask or imagine. Like he is, is doing that. Um, like another little piece of that is, um, when we did our rhythms of grace season, we recorded them over the span of months in a completely different order than how they were released Mm. out. And I edited all of them over Christmas break because I finally had all of them. And so I edited them in order that they were releasing in a totally different order than what we had them. And I literally texted Jen and I was like, there is this thread that is going across that we couldn't have in our very best planning. Jen's a really good small details planner, way more than (laughs) I am. I'm a big picture person. Um, And I see him in... The details, and I'm just so astounded by how he cares about all the little things, and he cares about how Jen and I experience him through other people's stories. So Jen might actually be less good at details than God. Yeah, crazy. Sorry, Jen. Look at that. We have, <laughs> hey, that's fine. We have you know what? God being a micro and macro manager all at once. <laughs> He's got yeah. the big picture yes. like you do, Ainsley, and then he's got the details like Jen, and then he put you both there to appreciate each other and him. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How fun. Well, a group hug at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Ah, I love it. I love that. Thank you. Um, there is a lot of gift in getting to be a person that asks a lot of questions, mm. and I'm curious to know if after asking the volume and the depth of questions that you girls have got to ask people. What have you discovered about your own wisdom bank? Do you know more than ever before or do you know less than ever before? Ooh, yes. <laughs> both. <laughs> yeah, I would say both too. Whoa, too. <laughs> Voice. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to answer this question. I think there's nuggets of like, I don't even know if this was a part of a, I think there's nuggets that I get from different conversations that um, I don't realize I've gleaned until like I say it out loud in a different context and different, I'm like, oh, I was chatting with somebody and they said this and I thought that was really helpful and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I think in those ways, it's like, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess I've grown in wisdom, but I wouldn't say that I necessarily feel like I know more. Mm. <laughs> I think that's also like like a gift in sitting with I mean a lot of the people that we talk to are older than us and so I think that's been another gift of being in our mid-20s being able to have conversations with people who are a couple years older than us who are five years older than us 10 15 20 a couple of decades several decades over older than us mm. um so can I just cool. interrupt here and put a little plug in to young people that are listening old people may have once been your age and grown and have something to add to life. Mm, yes. So, so you're talking about the gift of intergenerational friendships. Yeah. Yes. And that's what it's been. It really has. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's again, it's just been a richness that I wasn't, I don't even, mm. not necessarily that I wasn't anticipating, but I didn't even know that that was going to be something that has bubbled to the surface. And I love that it is. 
You don't only have to learn things from TikTok. You could talk to other adults and learn how to do cool things like life hacks by talking to other human beings. Yeah. Not to bring up (laughs) Brett Andrews again, but he gave us a minestrone soup recipe that my friend has made. Like that's her minestrone soup (laughs) recipe. Let's bring up Brett Andrews again. Let's bring him up. Yeah, you're listening to this. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) A man of of many gifts. Yeah. The gifts of emotions and minestrone soup recipes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in the show notes, we'll be including that minestrone soup recipe for (laughs) all of you. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, Ainsley, did you get to answer that? Are you a wiser woman now that you've asked all these questions? Well, I I I fear I will never be wise enough, but <laughs> Amen. Um I I think yes, actually, like I think I have actually gained applicable wisdom to other people. Like I think I have conversations and sometimes I have to temper myself. Like somebody will say something and I'm like, I can't just keep telling them to go listen to my podcast, but I'll be like, oh my goodness, this person actually talked about that thing. And it was so insightful. Or I found this, like whether that's like, um, like skill wise working with youth and with people or Mm. in my own journey, or if someone talks about something, like, I feel like, um, we don't, we can't relate to everything everyone has been through, but I feel like I've talked, I've talked to people who have related to things. And so I do feel like I have, um, wisdom to share. And I feel like maybe more than wisdom, I have more awe. I think probably I have more awe than wisdom. And I'm like, at the end of the day, if I can learn anything more than tidbits of wisdom, as much as I really do think people share great like pieces of advice they've learned and all of these things. Um, I think that I have learned that you can trust God, that I can trust God. And I think that's actually better than amounts of wisdom I could have. Aww. Oh, so not that kind of awe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I do think that awe and curiosity go hand in hand and you're, mm. you're on to something with that. And I love, 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 love that idea of like, we're not so much like becoming hoarders of all the answers with all the questions, but we're becoming more wide-eyed, more awe-filled, mm-hmm. more curious, mm-hmm. more humble, more open, more, you know, wonder-filled, right? Yeah. Um, can I ask, and maybe you need a minute to think about this, but is there something that you would say that you have totally changed your mind about? You, you... If we could measure when you first started this journey to now, you have had a real 180 on this this kind of maybe an inner narrative or a thought pattern that you have that is just you have actually had a reprogramming of a deep idea through this experience of asking questions and meeting people and hearing stories. Mm. I can make mistakes. <laughs> Mm. I, I, I think I've learned, I mean, whoever says it about like people, about leadership, like people would rather you be real than you be right. Something along that line. I forget who said it. Not me. Rather follow a leader who's real than a leader who's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. think in a sense that like I've learned that about myself again, Ainsley, they're talking Mm -hmm. about beforehand of like writing the scripts or like reading the questions. It's been kind of a, an undoing of myself that it's like, you know what? Like 
I've actually learned a lot by not getting it right. Uh, and again, if there's a psychotherapist listening to this, it's we're working on it (laughs) (laughs) as we are but i think more kevin hemp if you're out there yeah yeah you can email me we can book an appointment if you want but um um yeah i i think i've uh i've changed that narrative and continue to change it right like i think it's going to be a lifelong thing yeah yeah but understanding it's like I actually don't have to have it all right right now, um, which is really Yay. freeing. It's been really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, like doing this tied with we're doing arrow leadership right now um, right. has been, yeah, a lot of good, hard things. But I think that I think that's what the main one would be as I reflect internally, personally. Is I can make mistakes. Yeah, I can make mistakes and the whole world actually isn't going to crumble. Who knew? Mm. <laughs> I'm not you that didn't big. Know. You yeah. didn't know. And now yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if I've really done, like had something that has really, really shifted. And I'll probably think of something later. I think one piece that I can think of is like, I actually think that suffering is good. And I maybe would have sort of believed that through my own suffering, that suffering actually is can be for for our good. Um, good can come from it. Twisted yeah. as that mm-hmm. is, um, with God, I think that there's so much we we see redemption and we can understand Him clearer and our need for Him in that. Um, which I don't know if that's fully this, but I think that that has helped a lot. Um, and in a sense of maybe m- a little more along the lines of you said, like I think something that has just shifted in my own thinking is like I think I often thought people wouldn't want to engage. Like It was like people don't want to hear from us or they don't want to talk to us or they don't want to listen to our podcast, like all these silly things mm-hmm. um, that weren't like things that were like obviously weren't enough for us to not do it because we did it anyway. Um, but I think like people actually want to engage with the things that you're excited about. People actually want to listen to what God is doing. People actually um, – like we've emailed mm. people being like shot in the dark and then they've been like, yeah, actually I'd love to come on your podcast. And we're like, mm. oh, wow. And I think it cool. surprises me almost every time someone says yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm starting to learn that people actually love to be asked. They love to be asked. And I always thought it was like, oh, I don't know if they're going to want to do it. But really, I think people many, many times, most times, people feel really um, thankful that you've asked. And that... N- Maybe it reminds me back to the question, the one at the beginning where you you talked about the power of asking mm-hmm. and that people are happy to share their story. And another little secret insight is most people really do enjoy talking about themselves. So, yeah, it's um, true. <laughs> so when this comes to friendships or, mm-hmm. you know, the person you're babysitting or whatever, it's like people just really do enjoy sharing their stories. I think that's a very human thing. Mm-hmm. And they're just waiting for someone to ask a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Um, now, you two girls are co-hosts, and not every podcast has co-hosts. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's just one host. And just circling back around to at the beginning, you mentioned that the Work Friends title, of which we're celebrating the 100th episode, um, came out of someone <laughs> saying that you two 
aren't really friends or, or you're, you're not real friends, you're work friends. And so you decided to prove them wrong and you <laughs> went down this rabbit hole that has lasted 100 episodes and that has led you through all sorts of twists and turns of which um, I could just summarize a couple of things I've heard you saying, which sound like just the power of curiosity. It's okay to be wrong, to make mistakes, to ask questions. God is in the details. God is overarching. God's faithful when everything is broken, um, that all of our stories are part of something bigger, and that there's redemption in the heart of God, that you've learned to see him as someone who can meet you in silence, that you don't have to always fill in the blanks. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, if I'm not mistaken. But mm. I also want to say it sounds like you two have grown into definitely not just being work friends. So maybe <laughs> you could tell me something that you've really learned from each other <gasps> and that you appreciate through <laughs> this experience. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love this question. <laughs> hmm. Where do you begin? If you have an answer, you go for it. Well, I think, okay, I'll, I'll be a little bit more generic than specific. I think just right off the bat, something that came to our attention quite quickly and has just really grown into a thing is that Jen and I complement each other so well. Mm. Working together has been a joy because there's some things that silly little Ainsley doesn't think about um, in certain things and, and they're important things and the way that Jen's brain works, she thinks about them. And they're, I think like she, she fills in my gaps so much. So I get appreciate her that way because she just like makes me better in that way. Um, but also Jen genuinely, genuinely cares about, um, people and God and like takes time for them. And that mm. happens off the podcast and on the podcast, but getting to like- In real life, it happens too. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it's real not life. a show. It's not a show. <laughs> I know. I know. I say that sometimes in real life. Um, but yeah, I think just like Jen is so thoughtful and she thinks about things. So besides like the silly, like she keeps me on track part. Um, she also just, she, she, cares and like we will like often hang up a call well not often probably almost every single time we end the call with somebody Jen looks at me and she goes oh my goodness I just love them they're so wonderful that was so good like she genuinely loves people so much um oh my gosh I could go on and on and on but that's all. I won't talk forever about it but I just I oh Jen I love you thanks for Ainsley, being just a wonderful stop. friend <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Can you tell words of affirmation are my love language? <laughs> wow. Okay. I think from a non-podcast standpoint, Ainsley and I were actually talking about this the other day. You mean um, real life. In real, real life. life. That's right. In real life. Let me clarify. We need a special sound effect that happens in real life. Real life. Maybe we'll add it in. Um, I, like, for example, out in public... <laughs> I, um, hmm, how do I say this? I don't love, I don't love drawing attention to myself, you know? And so Fair enough. Ainsley, yeah, Ainsley maybe, uh, sometimes doesn't give a rip, uh, <laughs> we'll say. And so I think being your friend has taught me to let loose a little bit. Not that I can be crazy, right? Like I can be a little wild. Um, a little, 
a wild. little, just a little. No, actually, I can be, I can be a little, a little wild. Um, but in the context of like being in public or whatever else, Ainsley's taught me to not care as much of mm. like care about things that I think people are observing or judging. When meanwhile, they're not even th- like. Again, I'm not that important that they're that they think about that. So I'm really thankful for that. That's like on like a yeah, it's just a funny thing. Um, but I think Ainsley's I think also, that's a spiritual thing. I think that's a sign of freedom. Mm, I, 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 it has that's been. not a silly thing. Yeah, just to counter that. validate that. <laughs> yeah. I think um, on well, yeah podcast wise, whatever, life wise, um, you've taught me to be confident in myself. Like I can actually own the fact that I do sometimes get sentimental and I do, um, you know, I don't know, whatever the other things that I do (laughs) that I laugh at myself about. Like she, like you've really taught me to be confident in how God has made me and it's actually good and like the best way for me to live out my life. Uh, so thanks. And also, I just love hanging out with you. You know, like, we are actually real friends. I think when we went into our aero class, like, we're both doing it together. There's 15 people, 15 or 16 people from across Canada. And people knew that we worked together. But we both came up together, like, after our first intensive of it being in person. We're like, Ainsley, I don't think people realize how good of friends we are. She's like, yeah, no, I don't think so either. And... uh yeah, like sh- you're one of yeah, you're one of my closest friends. You're in the inner circle. You've made mm. it. <laughs> made it. Yeah. So those are a couple of things. Yes, but heart. Heart. <laughs> we love it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so rich. So good. And I am super duper appreciative of getting to be friends with you, girls. And you are not just work friends. You are real friends. <laughs> real friends. No yes. doubt about it. And uh, I think that, you know, some people might like to think that we talk about real life and podcast life, but there's so much goodness that we're, we're, we're unearthing here. So if, if we could like boil down this and, mm-hmm. and turn it into like top tips for people to take home with them, um, let's just brainstorm them out loud together now. And I'm thinking Mm. something from what you just said now is the gift of friends that are different from you. And that Mm -hmm. might at first feel like a challenge and it might feel like uncomfortableness, (laughs) but worth pushing through to um, let someone else compliment you. And so you don't have to find a bunch of people like you. So that's something, a tip that I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to just throw in a tip yeah. from all of our conversation that you've discovered? Mm. I would say the power of vulnerability. Yeah. I think there's been things, I mean, we work together, we're also real friends. Um, and so there's been a couple of things that have come up that we like, that have required a step of vulnerability on one of our, and it's like, it's been really good to talk about hard things that whether that's like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to go into details, but a specific example, because mm. one's not coming to mind, but just like the power of vulnerability or like even comparison or something like that. Right. Like, I think it's been really rich that we've been able to like, yeah, have fun, get ice cream and chicken tenders from Dairy Queen before drop in, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, but also <laughs> talking about the real things like Jenny Allen talks about it really well. She says something along the line of like, we're often really good at giving people the 98% of ourselves, our story, but that 2% we hang on to. And so Mm -hmm. I think, I think, I mean, 
being friends with you has been like a really good practice in in practicing vulnerability and like sharing the two percent mm-hmm. that I'm hesitant to share because I think it really does display like a beautiful picture of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. even like confess your sins to one another, right? Like there's an opportunity right. for healing in that. So mm-hmm. that's a little rambly. That's not concise. Mm-hmm. No, the love power it. of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So the power of vulnerability. Okay, yeah. thank you. And something for you that you've discovered through our time together today that could be a take home for people to apply to their own lives. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think I wrote this down before, but definitely has come up a lot. I think just like um, if a good, if you're a mental picture person, my mental picture is like the loaves and fishes, mm-hmm. um, loaves and fish, fish. Um, (laughs) I wrote down fishes and I was like, oh, right, it's fish. Um, but I I think like we sometimes can, um, be afraid to like offer what we have to God or think we're not good enough, all of those things. And the truth Mm -hmm. is that we are not good enough. Like I am not that wonderful on my own. Um, I need wonderful people around me and also God's power. And so, um, for Mm -hmm. us, this podcast felt like a offering up to God. We actually, at the beginning, we wrote a covenant and we said, these are the things that we are going to remain true to, um, which more had to do with like checking our own hearts and how we did this. But it's like Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. actually offer things to God, he is going to demultiply. He is going to use it. Like he is the reason that other people come and say, oh my goodness, I really loved this or what this person said. It really spoke to me. And sometimes those things Mm -hmm. like didn't actually affect me that much, but it was a specific thing, this intimate thing. Um, And so Offer up what you have to the Lord because Mm. he actually is in the business of multiplication. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so allow him the opportunity to multiply the things you give him. Mm. Yeah. I definitely reinterpreted that question differently. (laughs) But I would would say also that um, God is faithful and Jesus Mm. can hold your hand. Connie Meyer said this, Jesus can hold your hand for a really long time in the dark places. Mm. Um, so I think, I hope that's been a theme too, mm. throughout work, mm. friends, and our conversation in life. Yeah. Mm. Well, thank you girls for, on behalf of all the people that listen, I want to say thank you for taking the time to offer the loaves and fishes of your lives and may it give courage to many people to offer what seems like a small thing to them to God and see how it gets multiplied mm. and to give people courage to ask questions, to give people courage to be vulnerable, to explore your own inner spaces, whether it's silence or getting out of your comfort zone and to reach out to people of different ages than you, be willing to learn, be open. Um, all these things are just such rich gifts for our culture these days and for the body of Christ. And so mm. I think for, for for me to just say on behalf of the people that, you know, all listen, it is a real gift to get to uh, be inspired in a community. In a, it's like a circle dance. You know, mm. one person goes in and does the chicken dance and then comes out and then someone else goes in and <laughs> does the electric that. slide. Yeah. You know, and so just you two girls mm. getting in there and doing your dance, I think is just part of a, a bigger picture. So yeah. thank you. 100th episode. Woo! Woo! So good. (laughs) Thanks for asking us questions. It's kind of fun. Thanks so much, Viv. (laughs) My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Did we enjoy it? Talking? 
Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody, <laughs> honestly, for joining us on this journey. Uh, it's not where we anticipated we would end up. And it's just been, it's been a joy and a blessing in our lives to be able to do this. And so we are so thankful that it's been meaningful to other people. But really, at the end of the day, we're just grateful to be able to do this and have, um, be able to have encouraging conversations with people that we love. So, yeah. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week for another Monday episode. And uh, thanks for coming along on the journey. Bye. And thank you. <laughs>